This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis. Hello, and welcome to Kavnis HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash HR. Our guest today is Joe Wallen. Joe, are you ready to be great today? Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great. Joe Wallen focuses his practice on emerging, high-growth, and startup companies. Joe frequently represents companies in angel and venture financing, mergers and acquisitions, and other significant business transactions. Joe also represents investors in and cars of business, provides general counsel services for companies from startup post public. Joe is also the co-founder and editor of the Laws of Startup blog. In addition, Joe invites guest speakers to chat on his weekly podcast for a variety of issues for startups. Joe, thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Happy to be on the show. So Joe, what led you to a career in law? I, uh, it was kind of a, I mean, kind of a not very well planned out thing, but I just basically enjoyed going to school. <laughs> and uh, when I, after I got enough credits at the UW and was trying to figure out if I should graduate or keep going to school, and I was thinking about just continuing to accumulate maybe another undergraduate degree or something. And I thought, well, I should probably, you know, get a graduate degree of some kind. And so then I looked at, I looked at both the economics department at the UW and then law school. And I ultimately I had a, I, my brother-in-law, he was, you know, then in law school, he's older than me. And anyway, I just was sort of concluded that I thought law school would be more practical than a degree in like a master's or a degree in economics. So anyway, it's sort of just, you know, I enjoy writing. I enjoy reading. I enjoy, enjoy the things lawyers tend to wind up doing. It seemed, it seemed like a, a good idea at the time. Yo, what advice do you have for someone that's start, just now starting their career in law? Well, I mean, I think the career advice for uh, you know, a young attorney is probably comparable to the career advice to any young professional in any field. I mean, work hard, see hard, do your best, work at all times. Try to always be educating yourself and get and get more educated and more knowledgeable about particular things, particular industries and fields. Have fun, you know, make good friends. Just, <laughs> I mean, all the standards sort of canned advice you can imagine. But, you know, I, as far as in particular for, for lawyering, I think working on your writing is really a good idea. Writing as much as possible is, is a good, I would recommend that as, a, as something that, that helps. Good advice. So from your point of view, you do a lot of work with startups. From your point of view, what do most startup founders, what are they getting wrong? What do they consistently do wrong over and over again? Okay, well, I mean, there's there's a number of different things that happen along the way as you as you if you have, if you have a growing company. There's a bunch of things that happen, and so uh, what's really important along the way is you just make sure you document everything correctly. And documenting things correctly isn't uh, isn't really you know a super expensive thing to do. It does cost a little money in lawyer fees, but if you fail to like get somebody to sign the right kind of paperwork when they come to work for your company, for example. That could hold up a financing. It could hold up a sale. So one of the biggest mistakes I see companies make is they don't get they don't get people on the on the right paper. So if you have somebody working for your company, you've got to have them. They've got to have signed a document in which they've assigned all IP and a confidentiality provision to the company. And and if you fail to get you know, your workers on the right paper, you feel like confidentiality, proprietary rights assignment agreements, that's a big, it's a big mistake. Another mistake I see people will make is they, 
they'll enter into agreements to found a company with other people, founders, and they won't put vesting on shares, or they'll issue a big chunk of shares to somebody that won't be so vesting, and then that person will quit and own a big chunk of the company and basically have to buy them out. You know, they'll have it over a barrel. So anyway, these are sort of the kind of mistakes I'm, I see made. Sometimes companies will sell securities without complying with the rules. That's obviously a bad idea. It can result in personal liability. David, what uh, those are sort of the, some gen- some general ones. So, Joe, why do you enjoy working in the startup community so much? It, you know, it's a chance to, to spend time with people who are doing fun things. Usually, you're working with a group that's building something that's really interesting. So, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun way to uh, to be able to sort of curiously participate in, a, in in something pretty exciting, which is the building of a or maybe the creation of a new business. So, how long have you been involved with startups? Oh, I've been doing this since the late 90s, like 97, 98 time frame, somewhere in that time frame. So long, I guess that's like a chunk of time. That's almost, uh, I guess that's that's 20 years. In that time, have you seen any, any kind of patterns, either good or bad, in the startup community? Well, I think, you know, if you go back to 1998, 99, obviously, um, the 2000 and 2001 period. I, I think the community in Seattle has just gotten a lot stronger, a lot more robust. Uh, we have a lot uh, more of talent in town. A lot of great, you know, people, minds have moved here from all over the world to work here. And so we're really fortunate uh, to have such a great community. I, it seems to me, you know, you know, things have just, Seattle's just going through a boom. So it's a, a good and positive thing. So everyone talks about how San Francisco, the Silicon Valley is like the mecca of stars and VCs. How does Seattle get to the level or does Seattle even want to get to that level? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think, I mean, that is one sort of, I mean, if you hear a complaint, you do hear the complaint, well, gee, we don't have enough money in this town funding companies. Although if you talk to investors, um, investors will usually say that they've never seen a company that deserved to get funding funded, not funded. So I think, but I still think prevailing sentiment is we need more venture funds in town, more investors in town, more money being invested in, in early stage companies. And so I don't know how we get there. I mean, I think, you know, it takes a long time. It takes a long time to accumulate, you know, a community of people who, who invest in companies. But I think we've got some really good, some good uh, momentum going. And I think over time, we'll see things just sort of prove by virtue of the fact that we've got so many great things going on here in Seattle. Joe, so using your um, fortune talent skills, how do you how do you see the future of Seattle startup going in the future in five ten years? What do you see see the future being? Yeah, well, I think it's a really positive future. The because um, we have so many talented people, you know, working and living in Seattle, and I know lots of them are locked up in big companies uh, with you know very nice compensation packages. So if you're making a lot of money at a big company and you've got challenging work and you enjoy what you're doing, the idea of like leaving that and going to start a startup that might be hard to fund and making less money <laughs> for some period of time. I mean, that's a hard thing to sometimes contemplate. So I think sometimes we don't have as many founders of companies as we'd like because they just, they're happy where they're at. But I think, you know, the fact that Seattle's got so many smart people working on so many different things just bodes really, really well. All that human capital is going to, is going to generate companies years to come in Seattle. Joe, next, can you talk about a time you were successful in the past, what you learned from your success and what we can learn from this? I, you know, I, uh, you know, I think I, I'm not sure if I'm a really great person to talk about, you know, what leads to strength. I think really, I think just hard work and thoughtful work, pre- planning, I think planning is full. I think, you know, trying to surround yourself and be uh, be amongst the smartest people you can find. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. You, if you wanted me to tell a story about some time in the past when I had some success, like how it happened. And I don't know, I believe in a lot of serendipity. I think a lot of really amazing things happened without 
without planning, or maybe they happen because you were planning and working towards something else. Yes, I'm a firm believer that, you know, when you say something most and later down, like 10 steps down, the, the payoff comes. Yeah, I know. I think you just work really hard. You try to be the best person you can be. You try to have fun and then good things happen. I think that's kind of the way it works. But obviously, that isn't very scientific. But I'm not sure if a scientific approach really, you know, I'm not sure how, how scientifically we can get about an approach to, to what we might call success or something. I'm not sure. And everyone's success is different. Everyone thinks about it differently. Everyone defines it differently. It's different. I mean, everyone, everyone has a different view of the whole world. So, Joe, next, talk about a time you failed in the past, what you learned from this, and what we can learn. Well, I, I, I tend to think about, I mean, I, I suppose failures. I mean, I always, when I think about things I've failed at, usually what I'm thinking about is things I haven't finished yet. And so, I, I you know, I think you just got to, if you're trying to work on something, if, you're, if, you've got a, if you've got a big boulder in your life, so you've got a couple big boulders, of, what I mean by that is a couple big things you really there are long-term things you're working on that, you're, that you really want to accomplish. I think you just got to keep going and not, and not quit. So I, I suppose I would just say don't quit. Joe, tell us about someone who has helped you in the past and how they helped you. Yeah, so many people. I mean, yeah, so many people have helped have, been, have helped me in all millions of different ways. It's hard for me to, probably just about everyone I know has, has done something nice for me that, that's helpful. And so I'm always trying to just help people as well because I think that's how you that's how you make the world a better place and, and that's how you make friends and that's these serendipitous things that happen to you a lot of times happening because you're just doing something just because you know you're just trying to be helpful to somebody so anyway be helpful try to be helpful Joe Nix tell us something about yourself that most people don't know you know of course your family knows friends know close friends know but people like see you day to day might not know this about you I like reading all sorts of different types of books playing chess I like playing golf with my family and friends I like getting outside hiking running around, running. I run. I used to run quite a bit. I like to doing that more now again than the recent past. But um, yeah, I guess those are some things that about me that maybe you didn't know if you just worked with me. Or- I understand you have a book to recommend for our listeners. Yeah, I have a bunch of books. Um, I, I'm, re- I'm reading right now a book called uh, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. And that's a really interesting and fun book to read if you're looking for a good book. And it's about psychedelics psychedelics in America. And it's just interesting. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun read and well, really well written. That's definitely a different book, isn't it? Psychedelics in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Michael Pollan, he was just curious about the, he was curious primarily about psilocybin and LSD and sort of the state of research with these drugs. And there's a bunch of clinical trials going on in various different universities, treating depression, PTSD, things like this. It's a pretty fascinating book, actually. So I recommend that one. And understand something for our listeners. Yeah, if anyone has any uh, questions of general applicability uh, to the startup, you know, community as a whole, you can email me these questions. I've written a lot of blog posts. I've tried to write um, as many blog posts as I can to just basically answer basic questions about that come up in the course of, uh, in the course of you know, trying to build a startup company. So if you have general questions or questions of general applicability to the community at large, I'd be happy to answer them for you and. Maybe if I've written something on that, point you to my blog post on it. Or maybe if I haven't written something on it, write something on it. If it turns out to be a question a lot of people would like to know the answer to. So, Joe, I, I see you get a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, ask for advice or, or different, different things. How do you find the time to answer all those or do you even have time to answer all of them? How do, how do you work with that? I'm sure you have to get a lot. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, well, I mean, it's hard because you're right. If your email inbox, in my email inbox, just fills up with hundreds of emails. And so I just try try my best to sort of make my way through the, e- the email inbox and keep track of projects I'm doing for people and making sure I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to people. But yeah, it does get I mean, I, the, the sort of email inbox nightmare is real. I mean, there's just too many, emails, too many emails. And the way that emails are organized and structured in our email inboxes, I don't know if it really makes any sense. To, to just order email. I mean, it's just kind of hard. Keeping, keeping on top of email is a hard, a hard task. 
And there's probably no way to see, uh, you have this one email from this person and they're like, okay, that's a really good idea. Let me answer it versus this guy is like, what is he even emailing me for? He doesn't have a really good, you know, how do you go through that? You know, are you, are you, are you pretty much like answer each one in the same manner? Uh, well, no, it totally depends on who's asking me the question and what my relationship to them is and how, what work I've done for them in the past or if there's someone I don't, don't even know and I'm meeting for the first time. So it really, it really depends. It really depends. Uh, and the, 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 some questions are best answered in a phone call rather than by email. So yeah, it really just depends on what the question is and who's asking it and how well I know them and the situation. Joe, can you share your social media links for yourself and your and your firm so people are going to reach out to you? For sure. I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm at Joe Wallen, just J-O-E-W-A-L-L-I-N. So at Joe Wallen on Twitter. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Wallen. Uh, my email address here, my best email address is my last name, Wallen at CarneyLaw.com, C-A-R-N-E-Y-L-A-W.com. So yeah, if you if you're if you have any questions in general about you know legal things related to early stage companies, free to shoot me an email. And for listeners, we have the links to his all his social media and his book recommendations on our show notes. The show notes that is at our blog at www.cabinetshrblog.com. Joe, we're coming in. We'll talk. Can you provide us any like last minute wisdom or advice on any subject you would like to cover? Maybe a parting thought would be, hey, if you're going to do a startup, you know, think about the fact that it's going to be a multi. I mean, this you know, doing a startup company is not you know something I think people should take lightly because it's a you know if it turns into a real company, it's going to be a multi year. It's going to be a multi year thing you do in your lifetime. Uh, if you think about sort of the average time, number of years a founder might spend with a company they've started until it's sold, I mean it. It's a it maybe a seven or ten or you know twelve or fifteen year project, and so when you if you think about things in terms of the value of your time, you know it makes sense to, to if you're going to start a company, do it right from a legal perspective. It doesn't cost that much money to do it right from a legal perspective, and uh, there's lots of people out there who can help you, and we'll do so for really reasonable prices. So I guess that's my my parting thought. So I thought of one more question before we get out of here. Sure. So, you know, I want to say you know do a startup, you know be resilient, stay with it. You're gonna be get knocked down, but keep going, keep going. When should a startup founder say, you know what, this isn't for me, this ain't going to work out. I need to stop and pull back and do something else. Yeah, well, that's a really, really good question. And uh, I mean, I know this, and I've seen this happen. Sometimes it's hard to quit, even if even if the answer is you ought to quit, maybe because you've spent, you know, a whole, you know, like a lot of years working on something and it's never gotten to the place where you hoped it would be. Maybe it's because you've already dumped a lot of money into something and you don't, you don't want to see all the money just vanish and keep going, but that involves putting more money into a company. I mean, it is really hard. And actually there is a, an author and I've forgotten who, but there's someone who's written about this very idea of like, Hey, when is it, when, when, is, when do you just call it quits on something? How, and how you, do you do it? And, and you, you can get stuck and, and, uh, and certainly, certainly like a refusal to quit and a stubbornness is uh, those are both ingredients for success, right? Cause if you, if you're easily, you know, if you're easily led to a place where you're going to give up on something, you're probably not going to succeed in building a startup company. At the same time, you do you do wind up. It is possible as a human being to wind up in a situation where you really just ought to quit something and move on to the next thing, and it's really hard to do. Yeah, I can see it would be very hard for someone to stop because you get involved in it. And you just, it consumes you twenty four seven. You know, you wake up thinking about it, you go to sleep thinking about it, you wake in the middle of the night. I see it be very very hard to, to stop. And then if it, I mean, but I think I mean. Who knows? I mean, this is going to be something that's going to be different for each founder, right? But I think there are circumstances where you just need to pull a plug on something and it's hard to do. It's hard to do if you've devoted a lot of, of intensity and love and care to something for a number of years to just basically say, hey, it's not going to work. This didn't work. Like our ideas aren't going to, we're not going to be able to translate all this into a, into a business, which is going to be a sustainable, profitable business that can pay us, you know, something for our time that's reasonable 
And so you just got to quit and do something else, find something else. Yes, Joe. Great advice. Joe, thank you for your time being on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy person. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.